0: Reasonable FOMO, published on November 15, 2022. A more competitive market means a stronger need for unsustainable incentives and more dumb bets by smart investors. Here's how to make the most of it. FTX is the latest crypto exchange to go down in flames. The details are still coming to light, but they seem to include a heady mix of fraud, bad governance and a classic pyramid. It's a fascinating story that highlights three inconvenient truths about our world and more specifically about uncertainty, venture capital, decentralized finance, and the limits of control in a complex world. Before we get to these, let's take a paragraph or three to summarize what allegedly happened, highlighting the few details that I find meaningful. The rise and fall of FTX in a nutshell So FTX is a crypto exchange. It allowed customers to exchange traditional currencies into various tokens and to trade such tokens and related financial products. FTX also had its own native token called FTT. Customers who held the FTT token enjoyed benefits such as lower trading fees and higher rewards for referring their friends to FTX. Notably, such rewards including getting a percentage of fees paid by people that they referred. So FTT holders had a direct incentive to encourage other people to buy and hold FTT. You can think of FTT as a house money of sorts. Instead of keeping their funds in US dollars or other traditional currencies, traders could keep them in FTT and then earn generous rewards. We'll get to the problem with this arrangement in a moment, but first one final allegation as reported by the Wall Street Journal. FTX lent, lent customer funds to Alameda Research, a hedge fund founded by FTX's founder and CEO. So basically it took money that FTX customers deposited, and gave it to Alameda, who used it, allegedly, for trades or for other things. FTX incentivized customers to deposit their money with rewards. It then lent that money to an affiliate that made risky bets, and as a result, FTX had less money than its customers thought. So when too many customers tried to withdraw their funds simultaneously, the whole thing collapsed. The withdrawal of all of these funds may have been spontaneous, so customers just responding to market conditions, or possibly it was part of a coordinated attack by rivals, so someone maybe accumulated a lot of FTT tokens and then dumped them all uh, at a strategic timing and maybe spread some rumors on social media so that other FTT holders would sell as well. So let's get to our three inconvenient truths. Truth number one, more choice means worse choices. So FTX's token incentives seem like the foundation of a pyramid, and they are, in a sense, The company raised money from professional investors. It then used this money to pay its early customers to recruit even more customers, and it then used the money paid by newer customers to pay the rewards it promised to earlier customers. The problem is other crypto exchanges were doing more or less the same thing, launching their own tokens and offering generous referral fees. They did so for two main reasons. One, because they could, and two, because they had to. What does it mean? They could, because blockchains such as Ethereum and Solana enable anyone to launch a new token with a few lines of code. Such tokens can be used by millions of people, they can be transferred around the world within seconds, and they can be governed by smart contracts that automatically pay out royalties and referral fees. They had to, because in a world where customers can buy and sell tokens anywhere, anywhere they want, they'll only do it with you, with your exchange, if you offer them something that's not available elsewhere, and that's something uh, is those types of fees and incentives and kind of uh, quasi-guaranteed rewards. So let me elaborate. In the world of traditional finance, customers are forced to rely on a small number of centralized institutions, banks, exchanges, clearinghouses, credit card issuers, payment transfer systems, and government-issued currencies. In the world of decentralized finance, currencies, in, you know, in parenthesis, can be issued, bought, sold, stored, and transferred without relying on such institutions. This means customers have much more choice in how to store, build, and also destroy value. Ironically, the fact that customers have more choices means that exchanges must create complex incentive schemes in order to attract them. So a popular exchange can ultimately offer real benefits, such as higher liquidity, better customer service, and superior technology. Such benefits are a result of economies of scale and network effects. But to achieve such scale and kickstart network effects, you first have to incentivize a massive number of people to store and trade their tokens with you. Crypto tokens can make it both possible and necessary to provide such incentives. VC-funded companies like FTX need to become very big, and they need to do it quickly. That they rely on the growth tools at their disposal should not be a surprise. And yet, FTX was more than an innovative startup looking to grow at all costs. If all the allegations are true, FTX was also a good, old-fashioned fraud. Its founder funneled customer money into personal investments until nothing was left. It's easy to see how FTX fooled its individual customers, but how did it manage to fool its own investors? That brings us to truth number two. FOMO is a reasonable strategy. FTX's backers include some of the world's largest and most sophisticated investors, Sequoia Capital, New Enterprise Associates, Tiger Global, Temasek Holdings, SoftBank, and BlackRock. At its peak, the company was valued at $32 billion. And yet, despite pouring more than $2 billion into the company, these investors did not appoint anyone to its board of directors. Instead, as the New York Times reports, the board consisted of FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried together with another FTX employee and a lawyer. For reference, even Adam Newman's WeWork had a board of directors with representatives from its largest investors. So how did investors let this happen? The answer is FOMO, fear of missing out. The crypto market was growing quickly. Some investors were rushing to back back FTX, so other investors followed them there. SoftBank's former chairman admitted as much in a tweet earlier this week. Uh, So this is a tweet by Marcello Clore. And I'm quoting, I have been reflecting personally on the whole FTX fiasco, and it taught me one more thing, one more time, that we should never, in capital letters, never invest because of FOMO, and we should always 100% understand what we are investing in. I totally failed here on both. End of quote. So the media and investors who happened not to invest were quick to criticize FTX's backers. They should have been more cautious, they should have insisted on better governance, they should have heeded the signs of a megalomaniac founder. But is that true? Sure, in a world, in an ideal world, sorry, investors should have done all of this and more. But our world is not ideal, it's far from ideal. Venture capital investors operate with limited information and with limited time. They take it as a given that every decision they make will likely result in failure. Their biggest risk is not one or more failures. Their biggest risk is missing out on one huge success. Now crypto intensifies this dynamic. As mentioned above, blockchains enable near infinite number of companies and projects to provide the same services. And tokens can incentivize large groups of people and create network effects that turn early success into lasting competitive advantage. So in light of the above, was it reasonable to invest in FTX? Could it have become a giant company? Of course it could, it actually did, right? Sure, the story didn't end well, but it was close enough. Given the opportunity, most FTX investors would probably do exactly the same thing next time, even tomorrow. Their job is not to avoid failure. It is to avoid missing out on the biggest success. It is also their job to say that they learned the lesson before they do it again. But beyond lip service, they know they haven't learned anything because there's nothing to learn. To paraphrase Gordon Gecko, FOMO, for lack of a better word, is good. Does this mean we should accept fraud as a fact of life? Should we just continue to empower founders to squander billions of dollars? No. But we should stop expecting investors to know better. What can we do instead? Truth number three. The only way to control complexity is to embrace it. FTX epitomizes the story of crypto, a young genius that builds a huge pyramid and tells himself he's doing it for the greater good of the world. But in closer inspection, FTX is the opposite of everything crypto is or ever wanted to be. FTX enabled people to buy crypto tokens and participate in, this, in decentralized finance. But the company and its platform operated very much like a traditional financial institution. It was centrally managed, putting control in the hands of a few individuals and keeping these decisions hidden, even from its largest investors. It relied on traditional trust. Its customers and investors gave it money because they trusted its management team. That trust, of course, was betrayed. In contrast, decentralized exchanges such as Uniswap operate on very different principles. So Uniswap offers many of the same services as FTX, but instead of being managed, it relies on a protocol, a set of rules that apply equally to all transactions. The code that powers this protocol is publicly available for review and is constantly updated by a small team and other contributors. It was developed by Uniswap Labs, a company, But since it is open source, the company does not own it. And since all transactions are governed by this code, no one in the company has the ability to funnel customer funds to his personal business. The fees generated by the protocol are shared with its customers and contributors that help update its code and identify bugs and potential security exploits. Such people receive UNI tokens, you and I, that that they can exchange for cash or they can use these tokens to vote on important decisions. Now, since its launch in 2018, Uniswap processed more than $1.2 trillion in transactions and accumulated billions in revenue from transaction fees. Around $2.5 billion of that revenue is currently stored in a treasury that anyone can audit. So you can see publicly on- online how much money is in it. And hundreds of thousands of UNI token holders can vote on how to spend that money on initiatives uh, that they deem important for the uh, con- evolution of the product and the protocol. Now, I'm not here to argue that Uniswap is perfect, or ideal, or even safe. But it does point it does point towards a more sensible approach. So instead of trying to rein in the abundance and complexity of our financial markets by appointing better managers or smarter investors, we need to embrace abundance and get it to work for us. Code and financial balances should be transparent and available for review. Customers should be empowered to participate in governance and get rewarded for maintaining and upgrading shared resources. The world is becoming more complex, information flows faster than anyone can absorb and the decisions of billions of people interact to produce results that no one can predict. Instead of trying to suppress this complexity or ignore it, we need to embrace it, to build systems that become less fragile as they grow, less prone to human error or abuse, even as they become more attractive to crooks and charlatans. Decentralized finance, yes, the world of crypto, is full of experiments to find ways of doing so. It is also full of even more experiments to defraud people. It's truly a tragedy, but it will be compounded if we throw away everything we've learned so far and try to apply it all solutions to a completely new world. Thank you for reading. If you enjoyed this piece, please share it and subscribe. If you enjoy my podcast, please rate it on your favorite podcasting app. And also check out the text version on my website, drawpolleg.com. Thank you again.